Welcome back to This Is You, a podcast by Dennis Swick. This is your host, Mary Galimi, and we are going to jump right back into our discussion with Carla, Terry, and Jenny. We focused on inspiring students last week, and this week we're going to focus on advocacy. When we talk music education advocacy, in my mind, I always jump to legislature and fighting for funding in our schools. But if you're a band director, which is more the issue, getting the state or the parents to appreciate and support what music education is doing for your students? Terry, let's jump back in with you to start here. Where has the support for what you've been doing been lacking the most? Parents, parents or not. We've uh, luckily now, um, I, I work in a district that is very supportive of the, of the arts mm-hmm. and haven't let it go away. But math and science will still always take precedence over anything else. Yeah. And sports almost will too, yeah. unfortunately. Oh. And Carla, how about you? Are you feeling like the schools have been supporting their arts programs as they look at the future of their arts programs this year with COVID-19? Well, so while we've been, we, we had an interesting, uh, and I don't, forgive me, I don't know if this is the same way across the country, but our budget votes just happened. So all of our budget information has just come out and NYSIT, uh, the New York State Teachers Union, um, they just came out with information this morning saying they're uh, estimating about 99% of the budgets have passed um, in our state. Um, there were overwhelming votes here in the state, um, like record turnouts for people approving budgets. Um, with that being said, um, there are you know uncertainties obviously about people going back to school, and I've heard some of the craziest plans coming from like proposed plans that have not been approved yet, um, coming from all sorts of districts. There's one district in particular that is proposing basically getting getting rid of the, the arts, arts phys ed um, and making those teachers be co-teachers and sending grades K through six to school during the day. Yeah, Terry, that was pretty much my look when I heard this. Um, I Yeah, I know. and. And one of my colleagues is actually close to retirement. And he was like, I, I don't even know what to say. He was like, I'm, I don't even know what to say. They would, they're proposing sending K through six to school during the day. And then seven through 12 would be all online virtual learning and all of the arts teachers. And there aren't many of them, obviously like art teachers, music teachers, and phys ed teachers would be responsible for co-teaching with like another grade which I also don't know how that works, like technically, like certification wise, that's a whole other issue. But I mean, that that so far has been the craziest plan I've heard from a district. Um, most districts right now, from what I've been able to gather from teachers is that they're just proceeding like, okay, here's our online plan, here's our hybrid plan, here's our in-person plan, period. Um, they're, they're trying desperately to save to save these these music programs, and it's hard. Um, I think I think the the thing that people aren't realizing is that this year's budget isn't what we needed to be scared about. It's next year and the year after that New York State needs to really focus on. Um, that's where we're going to run into a lot of scary problems. I think that's when we're going to start. I think that's what people need to be looking at down the line. And I think I think that's also part of the problem too is people are just looking at these quick fixes. And they're not looking long term. Like, what if we cut these programs now? How easy is it going to be to get them back? It's not. Once they're gone, it is going to be brutal trying to get them back. Yeah. And the kids need them. And like, 
and this and this isn't even a conversation that we should even be having. Like that's the other thing. For all of the studies that have come out proving that arts help kids in other academic areas, why is this still a conversation that we're having? And, it, and honestly, I mean, I really have to agree with Terry. It comes down to our legislators. Like this shouldn't even be a conversation topic. This should be like it should be a dead dead in the water conversation. I mean, it it's really it's. It's important. It's part of making us a, a solid student. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, right now, like I said, schools have budgets for next year. They can get instruments repaired. Uh, how long that's going to last, though? It's it's hard. Uh, you know, uh, it's looking forward that we have to keep our eye on. Do you feel like the parental support has stayed the same from before COVID to now, or has it gotten better? Has it gotten worse? Um. Yes and no, uh, to answer that question. It's, uh, I think parents were more understanding and more patient um, and did what they could to help their child. But we live in an era where both parents work because they have to, because mm-hmm. yeah. you can't survive on a salary that's 70000 anymore. You really can't. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's almost impossible. Um, and if you do, it's because you're renting a tent somewhere and live in the, in the woods. Because um, <laughs> you can't afford a house. Yeah. Um, so uh, they were understanding and they were as helpful as they could be, but many of the parents couldn't help their child so we had to gear it so that the parents were not available to help their child so we're coming up to my last question for you guys here and i want you to think about this one if you could direct to one area of our culture the call to advocate for music who would it be and what would you ask them to do that's a really good question there's so many yeah yeah, there's so many places to start i mean i have to say i think i I really wholeheartedly like 150 percent agree with what terry's saying it starts with education to the parents from from the moment they take that instrument home um i think it really needs to be i think it needs to be driven home that like this is this is a very special unique um uh task like not task but you know thing, uh, thing you've taken on and you get to do something incredibly unique with what you're doing this isn't this isn't meant to be just like an extra thing it is just as valuable and will benefit them in the long run but it needs to be given the same effort that your math homework is given that your science homework is given that your english homework is given um you you can't just lack off on it. It's, it's like anything. You have to work at it. And it's it's a valuable asset that will benefit them. I think that really has to be pushed towards parents and, and, and educate them for everything from how the instrument actually works to what you're looking at down the line if little Johnny takes off on, on clarinet or saxophone or trumpet or trombone. Um, it really, it needs to be driven home. Like the, the, the whole fact that our society just kind of doesn't acknowledge it I think speaks volumes and I I, there needs something needs to change um and there's nothing wrong with with showing parents like this this is valuable too here's why let me show you why Jenny go ahead yeah just along the same lines I would say 
just helping the parents find the resources. I don't know in my experience. I know when I started out for my parents, we didn't really have like the band background. So we didn't know where to turn for a lot of these. So I think it would be great for band directors and other educators to share these resources. There are quite a lot of them, but you know, if you have questions, come to me, go to this resource and just have that information readily available so parents can do their part and they can help their students really set them up for success. I had a unique up upbringing life. Both of my parents were musicians. My father was a professional musician and played with uh, the Houston Symphony and he's a clarinet player of all things. So, <laughs> um, you know, um, so I had support all the way through and we went to New Orleans. I grew up in Houston. So we went to New Orleans to see Pete Fountain and, and you know, Louis Armstrong. Sorry, you guys. He was dead by the time you guys were probably born. Um, <laughs> um, you know, and, and Al Hurt. And um, so I, I, music was a constant part of my life. So to pinpoint it on any one person that we can advocate for is really tough because what we're really talking about is a cultural shift. I don't know how to get that cultural shift. All I can say is that we have nobody to blame but ourselves as music educators because we haven't educated the public by and large. It's really our responsibility. We cannot take, we cannot blame any one person for, for negating that. We have, we have done it ourselves because we were complacent for so long. Where the only people we were talking to were our students. And that's only 20 to 25% in most cases of the school population. Well, that's 75% of the people that think sports and math are more important. And um, I think that we need to, to, to be better advocates for the arts ourselves to the general population. I don't, I don't and, yeah. hope that was not as offensive as it in my head. No. <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I mean, you're right. It's, it's, I grew up in a, in a similar house. My mother was a classically trained pianist. She, she went to school for piano performance and, and I grew up with the mentality that like, we're going to go to concerts. Like I grew up going to concerts all the time. Band was not a thing. My mom, my mom still like we still talk about this frequently. She's like, there's a band arrangement of this. How does it work? I'm like, mm -hmm. it's okay, mom. Orchestras are, are fine too, but there's a band arrangement of this thing. Um, and like when I tell my students that like when I was a kid, I used to watch, like I was six years old and my dad's like, oh God, she knows how to work the VCR. I would watch opera as a child. Like that, and my students all look at me like I have 12 heads. I'm like, yeah, but there's a reason that like I'm where I am. Like, this is important to me. Like, I value this. Like, this is incredibly important. And my students I send off to music school, like, especially, I'm like, if you're going through music education, like, this, you, you need to, you need to value this. You need to understand the importance of it. Because if you don't understand it, how are you going to, how are you going to put that out there? Um, yeah, no, Terry, that's, that's such a unique, that's such a great point of view. Like, that's, you're absolutely right. And, and, and you know we can't we can't just have it written down because people don't read. Yeah. Period. No. Oh God, so, they don't read. You know, um, and if it's not down to a even a twenty second soundbite, we're we're not going to get our message across. We need to get message across that you know it's been proven that that music develop or activates more areas of the brain than math, science, and language arts put mm -hmm. together. 
that's the message we need to get out there. You know, math improves test scores or music improves test scores and, and things like that. That's the message that needs to get out there because people are missing the boat. They aren't, they think that it's, that's just a fun subject. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it can be a fun subject, but it can also be miserable depending on who's standing on the podium too. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. It, 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 and, and if your experience was bad, you're not going to support it. Period. Yeah, right. You know, uh, right. no matter how much, how important you think it is, if you have a bad experience, that could ruin it completely. So um, it's one of the things I'm fighting with one of our colleagues right now. But um, <laughs> it, it, it has to be, it has to be enjoyable and they have to have fun learning mm -hmm. and getting the message across to them and get the message to their parents and then let it spread. But I, we can't just let it spread. We've got to be the ones that spread it. And I think part of it too is just helping people realize that music doesn't always mean classical music. I know there's a disconnect because people think yeah. it's classical, it's very highbrow and it's scary because if you don't know classical music, then it seems very intimidating to get into like wine or something like that. Yeah. Like you have to have a certain knowledge yeah. to appreciate it, but music is not classical music. It could be rock or rap or any number of genres or jazz or klezmer or anything. And I think that scares a lot of people away is maybe the parents just don't want to get involved in something that seems so daunting. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Well, and that's that's the I think that's the the, the other part of the equation. Music is not instant; it's instant gratification. You know, kids are so used to pulling up to a, to a, a little box and saying what they want to eat, and then go to the next window and get what they want within ten minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, right. and music just doesn't work that way. You know, sports doesn't work that way either. You have to work at it in order to get good at it. But for some reason, that seems more fun are more active to kids. And I understand why, I get it, I understand that, but we have to figure out a way to do that with music as well, so that yeah. we retain more kids. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping this kind of, I, I wanna believe that us having to shut down our entire country, hopefully was an eye-opener for parents. And, and, how what we're what we're teaching our children and it goes back to what we were discussing earlier with the fact that like this whole entire pandemic has kind of highlighted oh wow there are a lot of kids who don't have access to the internet who how are they going to get food uh oh how are we going to reach these these families and those problems have been going on for years when is it going to change yeah music advocacy why are we still talking about it? why do we have to still advocate for it Hopefully, I'm hoping. I want to believe that humans can change. And God, I hope. I hope this is the moment that it, it makes people change. I really do. Thanks for tuning into the Dennis Wick This Is You podcast. All these discussions are lovingly created to support our listeners on every road and intersection of their musical lives. You can get our full library of This Is You podcasts by downloading the Dennis Wick app from the App Store or Google Play. If you have any subjects you would like us to cover or questions for us, feel free to contact us through the Dennis Wick app. Have a great week, and we look forward to meeting again with you soon.